Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the back latter half of the week. Congratulations, girlies. We did it. Hey, Jax. Hey, Adern. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. So joyous that it's a Thursday. Such a simcha. And I hope I was going to say that everyone is celebrating accordingly as we gear up for the end of the week. It's almost here, you guys. Not only is it the end of the week, but next week is Thanksgiving. So most people should have a nice short week next week where really a officially have entered holiday season i mean we know holiday season is being kicked off when toastmerch.com is lit up with the new holiday merch collection from the toast girlies oh yeah and we kicked off holiday season early because we want to make sure everyone gets their holiday gifts in time for the holidays now speaking of holiday gifts i had a transformative evening because i I got all of my holiday shopping done someone i need to thank this person sent me Patricia Altschul's Instagram, where she did a post about how you can order from Buckingham Palace gift shop online and they send it to you in the mail and it's like premium, premium stuff. How much was shipping? uh, There wasn't like a crazy shipping cost. They ship internationally, DHL. Hmm. So also like if it's good, like I know a gift shop could be like a little yikes, but if it's good enough for for Patricia, it's good enough for your girl. No, I wouldn't assume Buckingham Palace gift shop to be like, you know, a Hudson News gift shop. (laughs) You just, you never know what kind of quality they're putting into their gift shop. I was on the website for hours last night. Like, they have the most amazing gifts for everyone in your family, but also just things for yourself, things that you need. Like, I got an apron, which I've been feeling like I need. I got my 2023 planner that's Buckingham Palace style. Like, it's so queenie. I would have gotten something for you, but I just didn't feel like you would want that. So Why? Because you're just really, like, anti-royal. Really. Uh, How is that the case? And that's what you get. How's that the case? Don't be revisionist history because you're bitter because you took it a little too far. Uh, I am an enormous fan of the family. I've watched The Crown in two days. I'm just trying to reel you in a little bit for the sake of the business, not for any other reason. Sure. Well, they have amazing things, amazing things for kids. Like it was the highlight of my day. And I just wanted to share that pass it along like things you could never dream of they have no that's a nice it's hard to find unique new gifts feels like everyone's getting the same thing that's why you got to shop our toast sponsors for your stocking stuffers and shop buckinghampalace.com right and our toast approved holiday gift guide we do a holiday gift guide every year on the patreon you know we should do that for november like this month because we don't want to wait too long yeah. People love our gift guides and like Amazon gift guide, just like everything that we think would make great gifts. I'm like not a good gift giver. Also, like there's so many things that like stink about being Jewish during this time of year. Like you just are so left out. But whenever everyone's like, I got to do my holiday shopping, like you don't really have holiday shopping. Like Hanukkah gifts when you're a kid are a thing, you get like a toy. Um, but like as an adult, it's like not really a thing. So when everyone's like running around the mall last minute trying to get, you know, do my Christmas shopping, like we don't have to do that. So that is kind of nice. No, but I'm feeling like this year I just want to get people gifts for the holidays. Who knows when they'll come, when you'll receive them. There's no rhyme or reason. It's just I'm feeling festive and generous. Well, you have my address, so feel free. I'm always thinking of you and I'm oh anytime I see a Claudia actually I did see a gift no I I shouldn't have got it for you because I've gotten you one before and you didn't even like it but it was a a puzzle a queen puzzle on the website 
you know, I actually probably would have liked that. But I just got to a place in my life where I was talking about like how much I loved puzzles. And then literally I got like 18 puzzles from different people. And I was like, all right, first of all, I don't like puzzles that much. Second of all, I'm very specific when it comes to puzzles. Like if you're going to give me a landscape, like a green garden and the whole thing is green, like I'm not doing it. I need an easy ish puzzle. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know what else I got? Mm. Like so fucking cute. They have a lot of kids pajamas and they have uh, footed onesie baby pajamas that are uh, Buckingham Palace guards costume deceased 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 I got some books they have some nice history books I got a royal line of succession book because I just need a family tree that I can always reference or not reference or you know throw it up put it in a blender exactly um well it is Thursday so if I have this like pep in my step today I would say that's why. why Okay, no, it's so good to know. It's important to always reference like why you're in a good or bad mood. You know what I mean? Totally. And they have sweets, biscuits, so much good food stuff. You can get a hamper. I didn't know that's what it's called. And it's like all these food gifts. You can and get something to throw your dirty undies in? Well, and then I guess you could use it as a hamper. The queen's hamper. For yeah. when you buy her dirty undies for, at auction. Dirty undies at auction, yeah. Um <laughs> So it's Thursday, which means we have an amazing show because spirits are high here at the Toast because it's Thursday and clearly somebody got their holiday shopping done early and she's on cloud nine. So it means fabulousness for everyone. Fabulous news, fabulous stories, fabulous sponsors, fabulous girls, lots of fabulosity. Lots of fabulosity. And then the rest of my week, it's time. You guys, we're one week for the homemakers out there. We're one week out from Thanksgiving. And so it's time to start prep. I didn't realize if you're cooking your own Thanksgiving, like you don't cook everything the day of, not even close. Like you of cook course not. desserts a few days in advance because those can go straight in the freezer. You do gravy beforehand, like a bunch of other stuff. So on the day of, it's as easy as possible. So I need to start like making my grocery list, getting everything. I'm going to make my gravy and we'll take it from there. But this is my first time hosting Thanksgiving and I'm not taking it lightly. And it's a huge undertaking. I commend you because one thing about me, I'm a permanent guest. I'm not a host. I'm a guest. So for me, the prep really starts about an hour before some foundation, some concealer, some contour, and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Plus you want to set your table whenever you have an opportunity to because that can be done. Yeah, whenever. that shouldn't be a day of thing because that Ooh. can sit out for a month. Yeah. Just don't let it get dusty. How many people are you having over? Just four adults. Three children, one Bryce. Mm. But it's that Bryce that you got to impress. Changes everything. Yeah. How is my Bryce? He's good. They also have some gifts for pets at the Buckingham gift shop, of course. Um, That's not surprising no. by any means. Because one thing about the queen is that she respected the Strice brothers. Oh. Indirectly, but. Big time. Except did you see that scene in The Crown when the Romanovs were about to be murdered and there was a cavalier in the mix? Yeah, I did. It was really upsetting. Just one, you know, in all the history that I've read, I never read that the Romanovs had a cavalier because that's something I would have remembered. So I'm pretty, like, I just don't want to get too upset. But there were definitely dogs at Ipatiev House, that's for sure. Well, the crown is fictional, so. <laughs> but it's, like, not. But there, we're well, in, there, therein lies the proof. We're in this in-between. And, and that's the problem. Like, we don't know what's true and what's false. No, that's kind of like... Danielle Staub I feel like the crown is really in their Danielle Staub era like there is no in between with them no they're only in between they're the anti Danielle Staub precisely precisely what I said not at all exactly it's exactly what I said I know that's one of your other favorite things to say it is because sometimes like the only thing that can really wrap up like whether we're having a debate or we're talking sometimes the only way to perfectly wrap up a conversation is in Think looking at it through the lens of Danielle Staub season one tagline. You either love me or hate me. There is no in between with me. It was a chapter title in one of my books. I feel as though it is one of, if not the most important quote of our lifetime. More important than the law is reason free from passion. It's up there. If I had to have a list of like maybe five or 10, those two would definitely both be on there. Okay. Another one would be you either die the hero or live long enough to become the villain. That's good. That's a very, like a bone chilling quote. Yeah. Sometimes, and I guess this is where like Instagram quote culture like comes into play because sometimes like a quote can really like shift perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, 
Speaking of Danielle Stab, we've got some big Real Housewives news mm. today. Some drama in the New York reboot, which we're going to discuss yeah. and get into. And we have some other stories. I know you threw a royal story in there. It's okay. I did. Oh, you know what? I actually didn't make the cut. Maybe tomorrow. Oh, maybe tomorrow. Okay. Or oh, we can talk about it now. No, I need the the facts and the names and, okay. and everything. Um, maybe tomorrow. Maybe I'll take another look while you're reading an ad. So no, 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 no. It's okay. Don't maybe worry. I'll move I some things brought, around. I shouldn't have brought it up. I shouldn't have brought it up. Without further ado, do, 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 do. where is Brew? He doesn't come to work anymore. Do 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 do. do. Neither does Thu. He's like, Mom, get off my back. Do 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 do. do. Bruce says the same. He says, do your own damn work. Do 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 do. Sounds like Thu. He says, get the fuck out of my house. They say, do 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 do. Where's my food? Go work and put some food on the table. Do 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 do. Bryce and Strice. They hate their mom and auntie. Damn. Those Strice brethren, they can turn on a dime. So true, bro. So true. Now, without further ado, here are the fast five stories that you, yes, you, need to know. And today's episode is brought to you by the iconic, the award-winning, sparkling cocktail, Spritz Society. If you haven't already heard, and you definitely should have heard, Spurt Society was named the best canned cocktail by USA Today. If that isn't a reason to try these sparkling cocktails for the first time, then we don't know what is. Spurt Society takes all natural, recognizable ingredients, packs them into a convenient sparkling canned cocktail that you can take anywhere. They're low-calorie, low-sugar drinks with 6% ABV and five iconic flavors to choose from. Grapefruit, blood orange, peach, pineapple, and lemon. There's a little something to fit every vibe. So it's like I could share with you my favorite flavors. They're peach and grapefruit, but Spritz Society is so personal. Like everyone has a different favorite. So, like there is a lemon cult. There's a big pineapple community. I'm a grapefruit and peach girly, but honestly, like the longer I get into the night, I'll really take anyone. They're so good. It's the perfect thing to drink outside with family. Perfect thing to bring to a dinner party. One of the four packs has a bottle and a half of wine. So that's a lot of wine. They're 6% ABV. And now we sell variety packs where you can get the four iconic flavors all in one. If you don't know what to try first, get the Spritz Variety 8-pack. It features all four of the original flavors, and then you can add peach to your cart and complete the whole set. Of course, we always have a code for Spritz Society here at The Toast because we are founders of the brand. Use code TOAST, T-O-A-S-T, for 10% off at SpritzSociety.com. That's TOAST for 10% off at SpritzSociety.com, S-P-R-I-T-Z, Society.com. Great. Thank you so much. Yet Welcome. First story, Lizzie Savetsky has exited Real Housewives of New York reboot over anti-Semitism. So Page Six has reported that Lizzie Savetsky has quit the Real Housewives of NYC, the reboot, before the new season has even wrapped. Multiple sources told Page Six the social media influencer who is Jewish received a wave of anti-Semitic comments when she was announced as a cast member. As soon as she was announced, she was getting insane threats and anti-Semitism on social media, a source familiar with the show told Page Six. Another insider added that Lizzie was, quote, scared. Then Lizzie posted yesterday on her Instagram saying, I will not be continuing on The Real Housewives of NYC. As a proud Orthodox Jewish woman, I thought participating in this series would be a great chance to represent people like me and share my experience. Unfortunately, from the time of my announcement in the cast, I was on the receiving end of a torrent of anti-Semitic attacks. As this continued, I realized that this path was no longer right for me and my family. I'm looking forward to my next chapter. Stay tuned. Thank you for your love and support. So I feel like there's two things going on here. The first is like, I have no doubt that when she was announced, she's Orthodox Jewish. She's very, you know, uh, proudly pro-Israel. She was going to get absolutely annihilated because being pro-Israel is like these days, like the worst thing you can do when it's actually quite a lovely thing to be. Um, so I feel like she was probably prepared for for a decent amount because that's she's also she's an influencer and full-time activist for Judaism for against anti-Semitism for Israel so I feel like she definitely deals with like a way like a huge amount of this on a daily basis and I'm sure when she was announced it was a level that she didn't even think was possible but and there have been um like lots of rumors going around about there being more there um so I don't want to discount the fact that like this definitely played a factor she has young kids I don't think really anyone 
wants to put their family through that. And I actually do think in the end, she'll be really grateful she didn't do it. Cause like we see this happen like Garcelle on like really pre-established franchises with well-respected housewives who have like earned their credit. Um, even they are not above the crazy Bravo fan attacks. So I do think in the end, she'll be happy she didn't do it. Um, but there is something else going on. Cause I don't think, you know, this is it. Yeah. Because from they, they announced that she was a cast member officially at BravoCon. We've known for months that she was going to be a cast member. I think she's received a lot of anti-Semitism, even a lot of some of the Bravo fan accounts that posted the news that she was leaving. I was reading the comments and it's like, that's the kind of anti-Semitism that you need to worry about, saying that Bravo should have never cast her because she has the word Zionist in her bio. Um, right. All of these like horrible things that are... It's so, it's so messed up. And it's not even like necessarily quote unquote threatening or violent. It's just like blanketly not accepting her because she's a Zionist and that's the worst thing you can do. Dismissing her existence entirely. So I think that when she joined and she got this turn of anti-Semitism, which she's so online and she's so pro-Israel and that's just not. They, those a scary two don't place blend to be. Well. It's a scary place to be. I imagine that at first she was like, no, I'm going to stand firm in my spot because I'm going to be on the show and I'm going to show everyone like what it is to be an Orthodox Jewish woman, what it is to be a Zionist and what I'm doing is important. And then from what we understand, something happened while they were filming. I Now we heard it like through the grapevine and page six also reported on their TikTok that there was an event and Lizzie is a matchmaker, Jewish matchmaker. And one of the women wanted Lizzie to set her up to meet someone. And we did some research. There's only three single women on the show. So it- yes, uh, Jenna Lyons, Uba Hassan and Bryn Whitfield. I had heard that it was Bryn, but it could be any of the three women because they're the only single ones. Single. And so they asked like Lizzie, like, oh, could you set me up? And Lizzie said that she only sets up Jewish people with Jewish people. And then the person said something to the effect of that's what Nazis do and called Lizzie a Nazi. Right. She said, like, I, my, the point of my matchmaking is to further the Jewish population. So I actually only set up Jewish people with other Jewish people. And she, the girl, I think Bryn, but any of those women said... um, well, that sounds like something a Nazi would say. Right. That's what the Nazis did. That's what she said. And that, Which oh. is really um, like not an okay thing to say. And what's so weird to me is like, because this is so under wraps, is like Lizzie's getting dragged right now on social media um, by like the Bravo fandom when in reality, like she was literally called a Nazi. And I just want to say like, I guess to some people that saying like I would only set up Jewish people with Jewish people is like a crazy thing or offensive. But let me tell you, I know a million girls from high school, people I'm still friends with, who run these like matchmaking groups. The whole point is to marry off like young Jewish men with young Jewish women. Um, It's a very common thing. Like we're just now getting back to pre-Holocaust numbers, like furthering the Jewish population and and, uh, um, ensuring the existence of the Jewish people for generations to come is a very common thing. It's a very okay thing. There's literally nothing wrong with it. I feel like we've said, you know, multiple times on the show, like personally, like when I was dating, like I would only consider Jewish candidates. Um, and that's a personal preference. And that's a preference of a lot of people. I think it's a preference of a lot of people in different religions. It's not an exclusively Jewish thing. It's great to do others. I empower everyone to do whatever they want. But dating, you have preferences and everyone has their own preferences. And that's okay. No, and Jews um, are not the only minority community who want to stick together, stick together. And like, there's a number of reasons why I think for Lizzie, like her mission of being a Jewish matchmaker is, you know, the Jewish population was depleted after the Holocaust and as you said like we're just getting back to those Mm -hmm. numbers and that's an important mission of hers also like a lot of Jewish people want to be with other Jewish people because you have a lot in common you have similar Mm -hmm. values interests taste in food even like it's just and a lot of minority communities are in the same think the same way so it's not like a crazy crazy thing no Um, and by the way and it's not not something that makes you a nazi and the nazis weren't like nazis because they wouldn't marry outside of the nazis were nazis because they were like murderous Murderous. genocidal monsters yes so i think like like, lizzie just wanting like her jewish brothers and sisters to marry each other really that's a stretch No, and I know, like, people on the internet, like, are constantly jumping to conclusions, so it's important to also note, like, just because you want to marry someone from your own faith or you want to set up other people from your own faith doesn't mean you, like, hate interfaith or interracial marriages. That's literally not what we're saying. Like, I think that shit is fabulous. I think you should marry whoever the fuck you want. I love that for you. But personally, like, when I was dating, I was only looking at a certain pool of people. Um... 
so just keep in mind, like, just because you say one thing, that doesn't mean like you hate the other, you know, just because yeah. the internet is like so fucking crazy sometimes. Yeah. You can, two things can be true. Yeah. You can love all marriages. Right. But if you like want to so, be a matchmaker, you have your particular area of focus. Like, like Patty like, Stanger, does she hate poor people? Right. Because she's the millionaire right. matchmaker. Actually, I do think Patty Singer hated <laughs> poor people. <laughs> um, so I just think this is like a really interesting thing going on because like Lizzie is being dragged by the fandom for being like Jewish and Zionist and and all these things. And it's like, where is the person who called the Jewish girl a Nazi? Like, where's the dragging for her? Yeah, Again, well, we don't I know who like confirmed it is. I feel like most is. people don't know the story of what happened and they're just seeing that Lizzie left because of anti-Semitism, which is not really... It's not the whole, the whole story, story. And, and therefore it's like kind of weird because she was experiencing anti-Semitism the whole time. So why now? Why would you leave now? And so I think people don't have the information, but they're just going off of like, well, good. She should have never been on. Her views are crazy. She's a Zionist. And it's like, and then it goes back to like, Bravo needs to start vetting their candidates better. And it's like, just because a housewife doesn't agree with everything you think doesn't mean that they shouldn't be a housewife. Vetting their candidates. Yeah, like I, she's some kind of criminal. Yeah. No, I saw, like, read the comments on those Bravo Instagram No, pages. I can't. It's too upsetting. It's really too upsetting. Like, being a Zionist and supporting Israel, the Jewish homeland, is literally the most normal thing ever. It's totally okay. If you don't agree with it, okay, sure, whatever. We are all complex human beings. But, like, fuck off. Stop making it out to be this thing where it's, like, you'd be thrown in jail. It's, like, it's not no, a cancelable like offense. Someone should be, like, written off, canceled. It's a, a, a controversial unsavory view it's none of those things it's not it's not and I refuse to accept that narrative I really do yeah so I can't read that shit it really upsets me like I just can't one, believe that literally she, one tiny slice of land for the Jews literally we were murdered we didn't have much, anywhere to Claudia. go we need it's, our biblical homeland I can't people are dumb ugly stupid and annoying and I hate you all Claudia, they can't have that one tiny slice of land they just can't it's too much it's too much <laughs> it's too much land it's just one one country for the Jews. The How many Christian countries there are? The size of New Jersey, for reference. It's too much. New Jersey, they can't have it. Well, I have reached out to Lizzie, offering her a platform here on the show. I would love to hear what she has to say. I have met her um, at like Jewish events. She's like very involved in the community, and she's a great spokesperson for the Jewish people. And I was really looking forward to seeing her on the show. Also, I thought it was really cool that production was like real. They really wanted her on the show. She's very, she's much more religious than we are, so that means like there's a lot more restrictions for her for Shabbat. She can't travel. She can't use electronics. All the holidays, like we're you know less religious than that. So I loved that production was going to make all these you know things work for her logistically I thought it was really cool like a you know New York is the biggest most dense population of Jews in America I thought it was great that we had a, a girly on there um and I just think this reboot is not off to a great start no and I have a few questions now because it's like I don't know how much footage they have are they going to take Lizzie out of everything I don't know are they going to show what happened and then how Lizzie walked away also the page six thing said that this comment from the cast member happened and then I think production's response to it is what was the final nail for Lizzie and left. Like, Oh, like they didn't have her back. Yeah, something to that effect. Like it wasn't just because someone said something. It was the way it was handled. Okay, well that makes sense too because it's a crazy ass thing to say. Yeah, also like, lest we not forget, Lizzie was supposed to be on Real Housewives of Dallas and then they never got there last season. Then she was moving to New York and they put her on Legacy. She was the first cast member that was rumored to be announced and... I can't believe that she's not doing it. No, because it seems like they like really wanted her in the franchise and in one way or the other. It seems like like she's was down, like extremely down yeah. to be on reality TV, to put herself out there. So like how bad were things that she's not doing it? And she's not even waiting till the end of the season to see how things go. Like, goodbye. Yeah. No, that's so true. And I am really curious if this is going to be like completely written out or it's now like a, a big storyline. I think it'll, I imagine I think it's it'll be in the show. I'd love to see what this comment was that clearly set her off. Yeah. And maybe Into it was like sun. following a bunch of other stuff that she experienced on the show. And like, you never know what's going to be the thing that's like, okay, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you never know what's the thing that's going to set you off. You know exactly. what? Taylor has a really good quote in one of her songs. I think it's Dear Reader, which is like a little cringy, but, um, Bend when you can, snap when you have to. Yes. If that ain't me. If that ain't you. 
literally not you quoting taylor oh add it to the quotes list update to everyone from yesterday um for the capital one presale i was in the queue for three hours no tickets remaining i'm with the general on sale public, whenever that is, I've just resigned myself to the sheer fact that I will be a victim of the resale market. And that's okay. It's okay. I'm going to pay a premium, but I'm happy to do it for my girly. Now, let me ask you something. How is any of that different from what you said yesterday when we decided that you were going to just. Well, yesterday I still had the hopes of yesterday, but today. It was a two day presale. It was the verified fan presale, which me and Margot got. And then it was, Capital One cardholder presale. Um, I did get two of my friends to offer me their credit cards and I would pay them back. And I didn't even get a chance to use them because so many people were in the queue. Wow. Yeah, it was very sad. I'm sorry. I'm laughing because someone like sent me a DM saying like, tell Claudia and Margot that they can see what number they are in the queue if they go to like the... If you right click on Safari and press view view page source you'll see the back end html of the website and if you go down to line 222 it'll say exactly how many people are in front of you so i send that to claudia and margo like oh my god i saw the cm you guys probably like aren't looking at your dms right now and then claudia wrote back yes we are twenty eight thousand and twenty two thousand, respectfully <laughs> respectively respectively um yeah i was twenty two thousand for two hours like no not a single person moved in front of me for two hours and then quickly it dropped to like fourteen thousand, and then i was just it was I knew when it started dropping really quick. I'm like, oh, great. People are getting in, seeing that it's sold out and leaving. Now, That's let me ask moving. you something. Are you looking to hear from Taylor about this debacle? So there's like a lot of rhetoric and dialogue. People are um, really angry and being like, can't believe Taylor's just left us out here not saying anything. I don't really know what she could say. Like Taylor, people are mad at a few things. One, that the presale was such a fakakta mess. Really, there's only so much she could do. She she got her verified pre, pre-sale for fans. She got them to do that first before Capital One. I think she advocated to Ticketmaster as, as much as she could. I don't know. At some point, it is out of her hands. But what people are really upset about her is for um, opting into dynamic pricing. Yes, this is what I saw. So what that means is like Ticketmaster has an option when you're a... Uh, an artist to have dynamic pricing or not dynamic pricing. And what dynamic pricing means is like, if a lot of people are buying tickets all at once, you know, supply and demand, the the, the cost will go up because there's so much demand. Um, or you can opt in to have the tickets stay the same price the whole time, no matter what, first come, first serve, everyone gets the same pricing. Taylor, you know, our capitalist queen, um, she opted in for dynamic pricing. And, you know, you could be mad all you want, but like you would do it too for a check. So sorry, Taylor Swift is human. Alert the press. Yeah, but I mean, I think it was worth mentioning that Luke Combs has non-dynamic pricing. No, of course, because Luke Combs like is the everybody man, you know. Yeah, I know. But and not also a lot of people were saying no. A lot of people were also comparing to the Olivia Rodrigo Sour Tour. She had similar like rates of people showing up and not getting tickets again she was playing tiny venues but um her team there were so many bots who then bought tickets and put it on resale markets her team bought back from from the bots from the ticket resale websites bought them back and relisted them for like the normal price on Ticketmaster. so the bots got their money yes but then the fans got their tickets for a normal price nice but i don't like the bots i just getting their body I just don't think like it should be this hard like why can't a bunch of celebrities like who have been like Luke Holmes and Taylor like they need to get together they have enough money between the two of them and start like a competitor to Ticketmaster that prioritizes fans that works really well with artists and between Taylor and Luke Holmes they have so many friends in the industry they could get like a major amount of artists to leave Ticketmaster but the problem is is that and this is why what everyone's talking about is that Ticketmaster is a monopoly because Ticketmaster owns Live Nation and Live Nation is the biggest promoter of concerts so if you're going to be out here doing concerts there's Live Nation AEG and Outback but Live Nation and AEG are two of the biggest ones you want one of those to be your promoter you're like you can't really go on tour without them they do all the work for you so if you want Live Nation which is the best promoter in the country to promote your concert you then also have to work with Ticketmaster. So that's why a lot of people are, you know, complaining that that never that merger should have never happened because it is a monopoly. Yes. But even if Taylor and Luke made their own ticket platform and prioritized fans, how could they actually make sure that fans got the tickets? It sounds like she's trying to prioritize her fans through Ticketmaster. Yeah. How do you like 
what could they do differently, really? Well, I think um, a lot of people were upset that Taylor was allowing uh, six tickets to be bought at a time because that's what bots do. They buy six and like set sell, you know, two sets of three. Mm. No, three sets of two. Excuse me. Um, like that was one thing. Two, also like for this verified pre-fan sale, whatever, you had a code. And then you, when it was time, you would click the link and you would wait on the queue for hours and then put in your code. So there was like thousands and thousands of people who were waiting in the queue who didn't even have a code, like morons. So like, why not put the code in in order to get in line for the queue, you know? Yeah. So just like logistical things, especially Capital One yesterday, you just basically had to check out with a Capital One credit card. And if you didn't have a Capital One credit card, your purchase would be declined. But it's like, so how come we all could get in line even if you didn't have a Capital One credit card and like slow down the process and crash the website moronic mm. so there were like logistically things that could have been done better at the end of the day there isn't a million things that like taylor could have done to prioritize fans like this is how ticketing works um and i think the people complaining and crying on social media that they have survivor's guilt the ones who got tickets people really are not they're okay. not I think saying it's so that seriously are they they are they are saying it dead seriously i saw a tiktok and i actually they made have a survivor's response video guilt because they got tickets and they feel guilty for those that so are out in the cold i I made a response video and immediately deleted it because I knew people were going to call me out being like, it's easy for you to say, like, you can afford StubHub. And they're not wrong. So, like, I'm not the injured party here. I think the injured party are people who want, really, really want to see Taylor and couldn't get face value tickets. So, I, I, yeah, I no, sympathize. I think that people who won't get to go to a concert that they wanted to go to, I would categorize them as injured, too. No, so it was this girl, like, laying in her bed. She had, like, text all over the screen, and there was just, like, music playing in the background. She's like, I'm feeling so confused. I know millions of people are hurting right now. It was so serious. And, like, I just had to hop on there and be like, Kim, there's people that are dying. Like, there are wars going on. There are people with terminal illnesses. Like, you need to calm down. It's a motherfucking concert, bitch. And it's important to remember, this isn't the end. Like, Resale tickets, yes, are more expensive, but like day of tickets, like there are all these apps, you can get like $20 seats. Like there's a million ways to go to a concert if you want to go, especially when at a stadium that seats 80,000 people. Calm the fuck down, bitch. That's so crazy. You need to calm down. And I think Taylor like saying something would kind of validate people being nuts. So I kind of am here for her silence. Okay. I don't have a thought like, on it. There's a lot of toxicity and, and entitlement in the Swift fandom, I believe. And I think, like, Taylor making a statement would then... Embolden like, them. Enable, enable that entitlement. Okay. Unless she was just like, stay patient. We're doing our best. Thanks for the support. She doesn't have to, like, apologize yeah. or anything. But just be like, shit's crazy. Thanks for showing up. Yeah, no. She, you know what? She should make a statement that says, yes, I am that bitch. Like, breaking websites breaking credit card companies and that's what you get when you're the biggest star in the world like I've I, I never heard Coldplay have this problem you know totally okay let's move not on to bring Coldplay into this to not to drag Coldplay let's move on to our next story which is Pete Davidson and Emrata have their first picks together and they're getting cozy so Pete and Emily are already looking like a picture-perfect couple in matching outfits uh, just days after sources reveal the two are dating. In photos obtained by Page Six, the pair matched in black puffer jackets while and white t-shirts and gray sweatpants while meeting to celebrate Pete's 29th birthday. They were first spotted together uh, a few days ago. Pete arrived at Emily's apartment in the West Village. She was walking out to meet his car, but there was too many paparazzi, so she turned around. But... Last night, she walked into a building and cameras caught them embracing with the hug. It was with the a hug. forlorn building. Yeah. I'm like, these are two of the biggest stars. Like, what is this dumb? Yeah, biggest stars. And they're just like wearing sweatpants and it could just be like anyone in the world. And it looks like, you know, like a post-grad walk-up apartment that has roaches, you know? Yeah, and that's his birthday celebration, question mark. That's Pete, the man of the people. Yeah, I just want to say I'm not going to be like a really like a denier, a Davidson Rada denier because I don't care. But I thought that that hug looked like really friendly. Like, I mean, by the way, it's important to keep in mind this is like their second or third date. That's true. So I like, guess that's how I would hug someone. I'm on a second. That's date how you with. would embrace someone who like you're into, but like you're not dating. Yeah. I thought the same thing too, but then I'm like, wait, this has blown up so much, but like they were spotted on Dumois like four days ago. But you don't think that they saw each other privately a little bit before people were showing up at other maybe. people's apartments? Maybe, maybe. But if that's the case, that's still a relatively new relationship. Yeah. 
I thought the embrace was very like fratty. Like I thought he was gonna give her like a, a no. Yeah, no, know? it's like she's coming over to his frat house. Like here, let's take to a look Xbox. around and I'll show you my room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like we'll we'll play Xbox with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was definitely it was definitely giving like college embrace. Yeah, but again, but maybe that's the Pete Davidson way. I think that they are well suited and me too. Age appropriate. All good. All good. All good. Just, I love our first photo. It's always a big milestone in a celebrity relationship. It is. It's the one you think of forever, them at Knott's Berry Farm, you know? Mm. Are you ready for our next story, which is a little more romance news? Yes, but literally ever since you brought up Dear Reader, like in my head, I'm like, Dear Reader, calling upon, I thought you should know. I kind of like hate that song. I kind of don't like the melody, but I think it might be one of the best written songs on the album. Like, it's extremely profound. Yeah, I mean, that one line. Let's look at the lyrics. Yeah. Dear reader lyrics. Dear reader lyrics. Dear reader, if it feels like a trap. Lyrics. You're already in one. True that. Dear reader, get out your map. Pick somewhere and just run. Dear reader, burn all the files, desert all your past lives, and if you don't recognize yourself, that means you did it right. Ooh, chilling. Never take advice from someone who's falling apart. True. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Dear reader, bend when you can, snap when you have to. Facts. Dear Facts. reader, you don't have to answer just because they asked you. Trills. Ooh. Dear reader, the greatest of luxuries is your secrets. I don't know. Eh, like, I disagree. Ever had a ever had a Birkin? Ever had a nice bath, a massage, <laughs> a trip to an island? Dear reader, when you aim at the devil, make sure you don't miss. Agreed. Agreed. So I wander through these nights. I prefer hiding in plain sight. My fourth drink in my hand. These desperate prayer, prayers of a cursed man over my head. Yeah, me too. Filling out to you for free, but darling, darling, please, you wouldn't take my word for it if you knew who was talking. If you knew where I was walking, to a house, not a home, all alone. Because nobody's there where I pace in my pen and my friends found friends who care. No one sees you when, no one sees when you lose when you're playing solitaire. Okay, actually, I wanted to ask you, I needed a clarification on... A Taylor lyric that I feel like nobody's kind of looked into. It's from Karma. Okay. Can um, I pull it up? No, it, it's just one line. Okay. Put fingers down. <laughs> Karma takes all my friends to the summit. Is there something after that? No. Well, taking something. So the su- what's the summit? The summit is like the edge of a cliff, I think. Oh, it's not like one of those... Um, I thought it was one of those like Bill Gates billionaire. No, those like, are the summit. called summits too. But but isn't there one called the summit? It's like in Idaho when all the billionaires go. It's not called the summit. G G G one summit or something. Uh, it's it's you in like Sun Valley. That is a summit where like there's a meeting of the minds. Oh, okay. So what is the dictionary definition for summit? It's like a cliff. It is. Hold on. Let me just get that Sun Valley summit for you. Karma's going to track you down step by step. I think it's that's to just the, town. it's a conference that Sun Valley thing. The summit is the highest point of a hill or a mountain. It's also oh. a meeting between heads of government. But I think it's the first one in her thing. Karma takes all my friends to the summit. Oh, okay. And I think when you're at the highest point of a hill or a mountain, like you could either fall off of it. No, no. Or you're standing tall. It's it's a choice. The summit is really like a, not a choice, but it it could go either way sort of thing. No, and I think the way she's leaning into is like karma benefits her friends because all of her friends reach mountain peaks. Like they're all doing well. Oh, true. Or karma and like takes her friends to the summit, in which case like when karma could be like a negative or a positive thing. And when it's- Right, of course. a negative thing, like her friends might fall, if that's what they deserve as bad friends. When it's a positive, no, I think it's the previous. When it's a positive yeah. thing, her friends positive. are peaking because they're good friends because they deserve it. Yeah, I think it's that. I think it was that. Do you feel like you have more clarity now? I actually do. And no, they don't. It, Karma doesn't take all of her friends to the G10 summit. That's what I thought. I'm like, oh my god, I feel like more people should be talking about this. Karma takes all her friends to Davos. 
Right. Literally. That's really funny. <sighs> okay. Are you ready for our next story now? A little more romance news. Is it the romance news that br- that's brought to you by Modern Fertility? Mm-hmm. Knowledge is power, and when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, your health, and your future. There aren't many decisions bigger than having a kid, but for many women, their fertility is a big question mark. That's why Modern Fertility was created, an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within six days you'll get insight into your hormone levels like your ovarian reserve which is basically how many eggs fewer or more on average than the woman your age or um, other important factors that can impact your fertility the results will go deep into what every hormone means and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next next steps traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over six hundred dollars but for modern fertility tests the same general set of hormones at a fraction of the price and if you go to modern fertility com slash toast three zero you can get an additional thirty dollars off your test plus you can get reimbursed for the rest through your fsa or your hsa right now modern fertility is offering our listeners that thirty dollars off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash toast three zero it's a limited time offer for the thirty dollars off and that means your test is going to come out to just 149 dollars. hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost more than three times as that as much as that. So again, get $30 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash toast three zero. It is a limited time offer at modernfertility.com slash T-O-A-S-T number three, number zero, modernfertility.com slash toast three zero. Thank you so much, McClard. You're welcome. I was just thinking about the summit thing because this book that I just read said a couple times that like falling in love is like being on the edge of a cliff, which say falling in love is like being at the taking or going to the summit. And it's another thing. Mm -hmm. Falling in love can be such a positive or such a negative, just like karma. So. Oh, I learned a new word too. I actually find like that little dictionary feature on the Kindle to be enormously helpful Mm -hmm. because I'm really not like good with the words. Um, and there was a word in my book yesterday that was like so obvious. I'm like, how do I not know this word? Compulsory. What is it? It's like, it has to do with like mandatory. mandatory. Yeah, that's a good word. I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought it was a good word. I'm going to try and use it. Like, I'm going to use it in a sentence. Jackie. Hold on. So is it a verb? Like, what? <laughs> it's an adjective. Yeah, like you describe something as being mandatory. Jackie. You look so stunning today. I didn't know sickening was a compulsory quality. Was compulsory quality of the morning toast. You did know that. Okay. I I didn't know that. Yeah. But I was just being fictional for the sentence. Yeah. I would say delivering the next story is a compulsory act of mine as host of the morning toast. I would say that as well. Are you ready for it? I feel like Akila at the B. We haven't been ready for this story. No, because Akila and the Bee is the best fucking movie of all time. Like Lawrence Fishburne's best work. Of course, Kiki Palmer. You see Kiki Palmer's hosting SNL this week? No, I didn't. Who's a musical guest? SZA. So it'll be like a really good one. And I feel like Kiki Palmer is the perfect person for SNL. And I'm glad because like, while she might not be like the most famous, they're putting talent first. And that's where she's going to thrive. And I feel like this is going to be a huge platform for her and she's going to become a huge star. She is, but like, I feel like she's going to become an even bigger star. Like so many people who don't know know her are just going to love her upon meeting her. And just like find an enormous respect for her talent. She sings, she dances, she acts, she does comedy. Like I hope she does it all. Yeah, totally. It's going to be good. Maybe the next story isn't one worth telling since we can't get to it. No, tell it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Brad Pitt has a new leading lady, Inez de Ramon. They've been together for a few months. She is the ex-wife of Vampire Diaries star Paul Wellesley. They separated earlier this year. Yeah, so she's got great taste in men. While Brad Pitt and Inez de Ramon were just spotted together for the first time at Bono's concert in L.A. over the weekend, insiders say they've been getting to know each other for quite some time. He, being 58, and she is 32. She's also a fine jewelry executive. Have been dating for... Oh, my wait. She's, like, so stunning. She's, like, really classically beautiful. Not, like, this Instagram model Thotlandia. Like, she has a real face. Yes. And, like, a real nose she's got and a real forehead. And she's quite stunning. And, like, she's very striking looking. And she has a real job. I love... But, you know, every time since Angelina, like, Brad Pitt has been spotted with a woman, like, remember that professor, that Israeli girl? Um, it's never, like, a model. Like, he's always looking... I think he he likes a good brain. He does. I feel like, well, at this point in his life, he is prioritizing 
conversations and people right. and stuff. But I also think that because he's Brad Pitt, he gets the girls who are brainy and beautiful. He doesn't have to choose. He doesn't have to choose. And I'm really happy for him. And like, and this is kind of what I was saying. Um, of course, it's different. But like when I was saying like Pete Davidson, like choosing Emrata, like it's so obvious, you know, she's the hottest woman in the world. And for me, like Pete, uh, Brad Pitt, like choosing this rando, beautiful, like classically stunning accomplished businesswoman like different like not celebrity not model like that's an inspired choice for me I just want to say like this week when I was saying like this feels uninspired about Pete Davidson this is an example of an inspired choice and this is not pitting women they're all great women I'm just saying yeah but I feel like that's what Brad's been looking for I feel like we could have said that even when he was single like he's not I think he wants someone who's like even though by the way he was recently linked to Emrata yeah but who said that Never confirmed. Also, she is another one, brainy and beautiful. Yeah. But I think he's always been looking for someone who's industry adjacent, has their own thing going on, like someone who can teach him some a thing or two. Do you think Paul Wesley from Vampire Diaries like woke up today and he's like, oh my God, what the fuck? My wife, ex-wife, is with Brad Pitt? Yes, but if they're separated and divorcing, they probably hate each other and he's like... Good luck to No, this is going to add fuel to the you, fire. Brad. No. He, yeah, totally. But, but like he's an actor. I'm sure like every male actor like looks up to Brad Pitt and then it's like your ex-wife is like hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. That's like when celebrities date lay people. Too. At least Paul Wellesley is like, you know, he'll 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 be fine. Um, but when celebrities date lay people and it's like the lay person's former ex <laughs> who's a fellow lay person is now dating Lady Gaga. That's right, a lot. Right, right. That's... No, that's like inherently the problem with The Bachelor is that like they all become, it's lay people becoming unlay people, but their former lay partners are still lay. And they you know? a piece of the action. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. happy for him, Brad Pitt and Inez. Yeah. No, I like that too. Like she's honestly like, I'm, I'm, she has a new fan. Like I think she's very beautiful and like I like yeah, her. Yeah, we should check out her jewelry. Yeah, what's it called? No, it's she's an executive, so it's not her. Company. No, but like she obviously per, like works for the company because she feels passionate about it and that it's good jewelry. Yeah, I feel like she's probably like an exec at like t- Tiffany or something. If I had to guess. Oh no, I feel like it's um. Hold on, let me try an indie brand. Yeah, you know, like uh, she jury. <laughs> okay, she graduated from the University of Geneva. With a bachelor's degree. What? With a bachelor's degree in business administration. Geneva, Geneva is not like, Genovia. No. I'm, are you, how stupid do you think I don't I know. Am? What were you about to say? Geneva's like Switzerland, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like a really like hoity-toity. Oh, wow. Like, it gets hoitier. According to her LinkedIn, she previously held roles in the jewelry department at Christie's and at a luxury oh. Swiss jeweler, De Grossigano. She now oh, works oh, as the head no, of wholesale oh. for an LA-based brand, Anita Co. Jewelry. Oh, yeah, that that sounds like what I would think. Oh. Aside from the Christie's piece, so she's fancy and smart and pretty. Let me tell you, those women who work for Christie's, watch out! I never saw a more fabulous bunch. One of my friends, she works at Christie's, and I swear to God, she's she's actually not like other girls she's fabulous which friend caitlin do you know her no i think you do i met her through margo hmm. not ashray okay cool she's really like she's something else and so i think that's i don't know what they're giving in the lunchroom at christie's but it's fabulosity on a platter the thing is i think this is like a nature versus nurture thing and i don't think it's what they're serving at christie's i think it's who they're letting through the door i think christie's does the vetting and finds those yeah, girls yeah, yeah. and then i think brad pitt goes to christie's to look for something to christie's at, to, to shop for some art and some art and some art I got to get a job at Christie's. You think they would let me in the door? <laughs> that would be the true test. Yeah. Like, seriously, I could do it. I mean, I talk so fast. Oh, I got a piece of art ready for 500, 500, 750, 750. Oh, I got 750. Oh, I didn't mind. I got 1,000, 1,000. I got 1,200, 1,200. 20,000. So I think there's a difference between being an auctioneer and working at Christie's. But Oh, you're right. Because it's, it's very like this. 20,000? 
Those are the clients. It's like very civilized. Ooh, I think work, it's civilized. Working at Christie's, I feel like a few of the books that I've read have main characters who work at Christie's or Sotheby's because it's a very interesting job. And it's a lot of like, yeah, actually, it's a lot of knowledge about things like art, history, jewelry, fashion, whatever the category you're in is. And then you like talk to clients and like explain why something is worth the value that it has. Yeah, no, you're right. I actually also read a book about a girl who was like dying to work at Christie's um, and she like conned her way into becoming friends with one of the Christie's girls. Um, and she like had the knowledge. She was really smart, but she was just like a con woman. Um, it was a good book. Yeah, I could see a con woman thriving at Christie's. Ha- Anna Delvey is perfection. Yeah. Okay, ready for our next story? Mm-hmm. Your fave, Brendan Fraser, will be skipping the Golden Globes oh. after accusing... Because he's scrupled. Because he's scrupled and he had accused Philip Burke of sexual assault a few years ago. He said in his GQ cover story that he will not participate in the award show after the former Hollywood Foreign Press Association president, Philip Burke, sexually assaulted him. He said, quote, I have more history with the HFPA than I have respect for the HFPA. It's because Ooh. of the history that I have with them and my mother didn't raise a hypocrite. You can call me a lot of things but not that he had previously claimed in 2018 that philip burke sexually assaulted him during a luncheon at the beverly hills hotel in 2003 and caused him to be blacklisted from hollywood now even though philip burke is no longer at the hfpa so you would think like okay maybe brendan can come in there was no accountability accountability they had even done an investigation when brendan said what he said and they said quote although it was concluded that mr burke inappropriately touched mr frazier the evidence supports that it was intended to be taken as a joke and not as a sexual advance um i don't think it's a joke to put your finger up someone's butt like you're kidding right no that's so that's i think like why the beef runs so deep it's not just right it's not about it's, Philip, not about it's also it's about the, the institution the hfpa handled it and belittled what he experienced and still hasn't changed course or even acknowledged like that's really painful and i I want to say, like, I think the world of Brendan Fraser and this article, like, I actually, I actually could get emotional. Like, I think, you know, Hollywood is like so, like, just full of people who'll do anything to get ahead. And the fact that, like, he's had his comeback and he still won't, he's not going to, like, push his values or his trauma. Like, he is going to dig his heels in, like, at the top of his game, he's still going to be talking about the injustice because it still hasn't been course corrected. And I just love this man. Like, I have so much respect for him. And I'm so, I'm so honored, like, to be a part of his comeback. I really am. So are you going to abstain from the Golden Globes in solidarity with Brendan? I mean... I wasn't planning on watching because like genuinely, and I mean this like in a genuine way, like who the fuck cares? Um, and also Brendan Fraser is not attending, not interested. Um, I guess I'll just have to see where I am that evening, but I don't know. I, I don't think I need to. But would you take a stand with Brendan? Sure, sure. How about this? I'm taking a stand with Brendan Fraser and I encourage you all to do so. Let's boycott the Golden Globes. And I thought they were kicked off television for like not having enough money. Uh, and not having enough interest. They're back. But okay. also, it's it's like, okay, so even if it's Sunday night and you are looking for something to watch, you have to intentionally not watch the Globes to stand with Brendan. Yeah, I'll read a book. I'll get a snack. I'll make a cake. There's a million things. I'm a very interesting person. Make a chili. Person. Sure. Yum. Mm. I stand with Brendan Fraser. Um, I'm assuming he's not going to win because... He's out here dragging them to filth, which we love. But I'm still holding out for an Oscar for Brendan. Yeah, who cares about the Globes? It's not even part of Irrelevant. the EGOT. It's so true. Irrelevant. Like nobody's. Irrelevant. Irrelevant uglies. Yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story, which is a new trend amongst mamas and babies? What is it? Is it upsetting? No. It, well, I mean, maybe. It's really, really funny. The Wall Street Journal just reported on it, but it's been like on Instagram and TikTok for a while. And there's one account that really harnesses all of the sad beige content. The Wall Street Journal says sad beige has taken over baby gear, clothing, and decor. So all of the baby gear these days, cribs, nurseries, if you look at, you know, inspo, it's all inspo. beige. And it's like, yeah. No baby's favorite color is beige. And so true. there's this Instagram and TikTok account that's like sad beige children and they're sad beige toys for sad beige children. Funny. 
toys. Oh, that's terrible. Kids need color. They're all going to end up colorblind if they're not exposed to many colors early Yeah, on. but like you see these pictures of nurseries and they really look so gorgeous and so peaceful. Right, but they're all beige and but neutral. But they're all beige and neutral. It's like kids like colors, primary colors. I know they're not like aesthetically pleasing, but this... No, but like the wackier the nursery, the happier the baby. The more the stimulated. I think I was reading a bunch of right. quotes from people who think that like... You know, if you your baby's in like a calm beige environment, that they might just be right. calm and beige and Peace. listen to Mozart happily. But right, no, babies right. like are babies as they've always been throughout time, and now it's really and pe- they require like stimulation. It's really like beige Stimulus. is everywhere. Market research shows that beige is picking up. Baby Gap has a designated beige section. A new line from Walmart, Easy Peasy, includes a lot of beige too. According to Etsy, searches for beige kid clothes jumped 67% in the past 12 (laughs) months compared with the previous period. Uh, All right, well, let's let's test your beige meter. Like, how beige is Harry's room? It's like So, I want to talk about my experience with beige and maybe uh, a TikToker said, it seems to be marketing this fantasy that if I buy neutrals, my children will also be neutral, calm, and quiet. Right. But a pediatric psychologist said it's important to expose kids to learning colors and uh, to help them with their visual perception. Having variety is important for brain development. So, I think this is so interesting because so many of the, like, aesthetic nurseries that I see like really have so much beige and I actually buy a decent amount of beige for Harry I feel like it's my it's the neutral that I go to in the same way when I'm looking for myself I would buy like black or pink like for Harry I'm like I want beige paper and beige chandelier beige yeah uh rocking chair beige curtains and now I'm like oh my god it's such a it's a scheme and I'm just like another millennial mom who's falling into the trap no you're not because because you're not letting it like infiltrate. Harry spends like his whole day in that playpen oh, in the living room. That is of, literally like, Fisher Price full. toys. Right. Also, the thing is, yes, I try to bring more beige into our world, but I'm like an inherently colorful person. And even though I try to, I'm trying to create like a neutral vibe in my house, like everything winds up colorful. So his nursery is actually not. I don't. I actually can't think of a single beige item that's in there. Try as I may, you know. Yeah, no, like the big main pieces, like the rocking chair, the rug, the changing table and the crib are like white, beige, like normal. But you got a big blue wallpaper. You got toys everywhere. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But now I'm going to be aware of the fact that I was like subliminally being a follower of this like sad beige toys for sad beige children (laughs) trend. No, that's actually so true. Like now that I think about it, everyone I see on Instagram has like crazy ass. Like, but you know, I went to Brian's nursery and his is like, it's like jungle themed. It's actually, now that I think about it, it's a perfect combination of like being really pretty and aesthetic, but like hella colorful because it's jungle themed. So like there's lion, there's like safari wallpaper, like animals everywhere, a chalkboard. And I did do quite a colorful, um, drawing so it actually it's perfect yeah so I would just say like this this was a wake-up call for me thankfully I'm not so I hadn't fallen so deep into the sad beige trend but I would have I would have if no one like called out that I'm just being like marketed to as a millennial mom who's like just looking for a calm environment for myself but that's not like what baby needs no and what baby needs greater than what you need yeah especially in their room like go make your own sad beige right Right. And your room these days is like hella colorful. No, totally. <laughs> With your new wallpaper. Harry like, comes into my room and looks at- While Harry is literally dying for some stimulation, some colors. No, he comes into my room and looks at my wallpaper and he's like, oh my gosh. Mom, I need so this. So I, I actually am not done with his room and there will be no more beige in there. Good to know. I'm going full well, primary colors, kids, fun, playroom. I think this was the first time that you told me about an internet trend. And look it up. I was watching her Instagram, Sad Beige Children, um, but I think she's really big on TikTok, <laughs> and it's fucking funny. I will. It's really, really that funny. funny. Well, I thought those were some great, robust, dynamic stories. I really I did. agree, which is why my royal news might have to wait till tomorrow. Let's see what the day holds in store for us. We'll see what tomorrow brings for our final episode of the week. And then next week, we are uh, in studio Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then, of course, Thursday, Friday, and the weekend, we are off for Thanksgiving. So please keep that in mind. Um, If you haven't gotten your Toast merch, there is some supply left. Uh, Some sizes are sold out. But ToastMerch.com, any last-minute gifts for you, for the toaster in your life, for 
anyone. It's really just, it's for all except for the Bigfoots. Well, the so, pink slippers so are much. sold out, I believe. So I guess we oh, had enough small footed toasters. SFT. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us, the Toast, and leave a five-star review about how wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing Thursday and we'll see you tomorrow for Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.